Welcome back to Factory Sealed. It is October 3rd, 2016. My name is Eric Peters, and joining me today, Mr. Daniel Curtis. Yarit. What? Yarit. You're right? <laughs> no, Yarit. It's Jordy for How Are You? <laughs> Jordy for I'm a Moron. Yes. <laughs> We also surprisingly have a third person with us today. Oh, We've managed to wrangle Yambus Ragan in. Yarit. <laughs> yes, I'm all right. Why not? Hello. Hello. Hi, Tom. I've missed you. Oh, that's nice. I've... I missed you too, Tom. Ah, I've missed you guys as well. Where's... Liar! Have you? Where's Jess? I I miss her as well. Jess had to be the responsible adult and go to work. Hang on. Oh. Hang on. We just said who's on the show at the start. I know. This well, is, that's Tom's fault for actually bringing it. This is unprecedented up. I was just behavior. Are we now going to launch into a serious tirade about retro games without any nonsense? <laughs> oh, no. I've got some shit to talk about. Oh, as usual, of course. Yeah, because you are, of course, in Wisconsin, where last time you shot crossbow bolts at Hitler. So anything could happen, really. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. I mean, I haven't had a whole lot of time to get really dumb yet because I had to fly back with just my two and a half year old. So um, it's been quite the adventure being single dad, just trying to organize everything. Oh, it's just two. Uh, we had like a. F- yeah, for now. Christy comes back on Wednesday with the other child. <laughs> the other child. Yeah. I, the forget what, I forget what her name is. <laughs> Get a job. Haven't seen her for a few weeks, you know. Mm. Bring child two with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so we had only like a 30-minute layover in Chicago. And of course, whenever you land in Chicago, your gates can never be next to each other. So I had to pick Ellie up, and she didn't want to be picked up. She wanted to run through the airport, and because uh, she'd been sitting for three and a half hours, so I just picked her up, and she's screaming and kicking, and I'm just bolting through, just dodging people, running left and right, huge <laughs> backpack, diaper bag on, just hauling ass through this busy Chicago airport to run to the next gate. Basically, like minutes. the start of Home Alone. Oh yeah, <laughs> big time. <laughs> but, it's a reference for all you '90s kids out there. No, we made yeah. it. Um, but for the first time in my life, something that I thought only happened in movies actually happened. We were on our plane from Phoenix to Chicago about mm, 20, 30 minutes into the flight. And I knew that if our flight from Phoenix was delayed at all, I was going to miss my connection. And about, I don't know, like I said, about half an hour into it, the stewardess comes onto the PA and she goes, attention ladies and gentlemen is there a doctor on board like oh you gotta be fucking kidding me yes one of those me things. eric peterson <laughs> i thought about ringing my i am a qualified my... gynecologist <laughs> excuse me it's a man i'm a <laughs> prostate <laughs> i'm a penisologist <laughs> i'm a butthole examiner you'll do come over here Sir, it's an issue with his heart. I can get to the heart through the butthole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
I brought my no, extra-long was... camera just in case. <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those things, like, you, you always hear in the movie theater, somebody comes out, like, is there a doctor in the house? And one guy just comes running up, and I remember standing at the gate to check in, and there was this guy standing to the right to me, and the only thing I remember thing is like, sweet hairdo, man. And uh, <laughs> just, he was kind of a nerdy-looking dude that just had this, I can't even describe what his hair looked like, but... He was the doctor that rang his bell, and he went up, and he got out his stethoscope, and he started examining this dude right there on the airplane. So you feel bad now? I do. Like, that dude probably saved his life. Yeah, but to be fair, doctors can be awesome, but they can have bad hair. Oh, it was it was wild. <laughs> yeah, intellectual people do have crazy hair. Oh, okay, Einstein. Yeah. But that's why Eric has got none. <laughs> 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 Shots fired, down in flames. <laughs> I have no comeback to that. I All tires slashed. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna pull this right off to the side of the road and flag down the next passing car. I read an interesting article on the airplane uh, about mermaid camp. Mermaid right. camp. You guys ever, have you ever heard of a mermaid camp? I can't um, say I you have. get to be a mermaid. Now, what I'm about to tell you is not a joke. This is 100% legitimately a place. And if, apparently, if people will be, believe Procrasso from the other day, they'll believe this. So, <laughs> so apparently, there are people out there who identify truly as mermaids. They just think they're a land walking mermaid. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> Yes, they're they're genetically part fish. They well, just so they have a tail. No, no, they think they're like it's a it's a mental thing. Well, like they, oh, I feel like I'm a mermaid. You know, the people talk about oh, this animal's my spirit animal. Except this is a step further. Like I'm actually a mermaid. So in Florida, of all places, in Florida, uh, there is a place called Mermaid Camp. Where these people, or anybody, I guess, but it, I guess it is uh, more attractive to those who believe they're mermaid, can go and learn how to be a mermaid. Right. Complete with the flipper outfit, and they learn how to be a mermaid. It was the most fascinating article I read, because I'm like, this is fucking weird. Just a bit, man. Are these people mm. escaped from the loony bin? That's kind of I don't cool. know, but apparently it, it's almost like a zoo exhibit, too, because people can go and watch this. <laughs> Tell Jess's stalker, quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it was so odd. These people were so pleased with themselves. Like, I finally got to live out a lifelong dream of being a mermaid. Finally, like, I 45. get to meet Ariel and Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> I get to drown because I can't breathe underwater. Just got, vi- just got a vision of just mad people just on a rock somewhere in Florida going under the sea. <laughs> Freak. What a yeah. bunch of weirdos. I mean, I'm all for diversity and stuff, but that's just weird. Pretty soon they're going to want mermaid rights. <laughs> Can you go and be a merman as well? Ooh. Only if you've know. got rippling pectoral muscles. <laughs> My That's gut hands not. down too far. <laughs> if you can't get a fat man. He'd be too buoyant. I know. 
This is the problem. He's got to tie bricks around his feet. <laughs> Give himself a pair of mafia boots. Yeah, a big pair of iron boots. They'll do the trick. Yeah. yeah so, um, I also I have a question. <laughs> I've read a lot of stupid shit when I was on the airplane. I was reading about Alexander you Graham read the Bell. Flight magazine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> apparently. So. Let me ask you this. In in England, do you guys have a goofy way of answering the phone? Like a, a, a word, like when somebody calls you, do you say something really dumb that makes no sense in the context outside of your country? And I use like... <laughs> I'll fucking cut you. Yeah. What do you want? What are you ringing my phone for, you like? <laughs> no, so like example, um, in in Mexico, or the Mexicans down in Arizona, when they answer the phone, they'll go, bueno, which translates into good which makes no sense to answer the phone like hey good so naturally i read into that and it had to do with the the shittiness of the switchboards back in the day they'd plug it together and the first thing they do is like is the connection good and it just kind of like got shortened up into good um i was reading something about the phone and apparently alexander graham bell was just a weird ass dude and wanted people <laughs> dad i think he'll appreciate this to, when they answer the phone he initially wanted it instead of being hello to be ahoy ahoy <laughs> <laughs> ahoy ahoy <laughs> oh, why what didn't that catch on no but oh, uh, <laughs> you know what i think we've had this discussion before this is ringing a bell <laughs> and Alexander Graham Bell. Hey! Yeah, I know. But, um, yeah. Uh, it's sometimes older people in this country say the last few digits of their phone number. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's how they'll uh, answer think- it? It just reminds me of the one foot in the grave scene. Yeah, that's the first time I saw it, and I was like, why is he saying a number when he answers the phone? <laughs> First of all, why isn't his butler answering the phone for him? <laughs> Second of all, why is he saying a number? Because, uh, yeah, but especially in Tom's house, it just goes, Hello, the Reagan residence! Grind! Hello! 6943. Who oh, the devil is this? Do you bring good tidings? Could you connect me to the West Wing, please? Master Yomos is sitting in his underpants by the fireside. <laughs> in my favorite. So you don't have anything dumb that you say when you answer besides the no, last I four say numbers. hello. 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 Like, like L-O-P, like L-O. Hello. Hello. Ah. Hello, gov- hello, governor. Tom, I sent you a picture of a license plate that said hello, governor, on a Mini Cooper the other day. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Was... Figured you'd get a kick out of that, that in one. Arizona. Uh, yeah, it was. Those guys, they know what they're doing. Yeah, but those in-fight magazines are absolutely full of shite. Like, they just put anything in them. <laughs> anything. As referenced by Mermaid Cam. <laughs> I know, it's just, they make no sense. You're like, you're on a flight, you're going somewhere, and then they have a nice section about travel, and then suddenly there's Mermaid Camp. Because <laughs> it's features that will never go out of date, so they can just keep them in the magazine I was reading forever. This, I was reading this great article about Dakota Fanning 
And then I flip it over, and it's fucking Mermaid Camp. Like, how do we go from the like one thing and then Alexander Graham Bell? Ahoy! Some- <laughs> I was in I was in the dentist about two weeks ago, and they had a magazine from two thousand and four. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how can you not have new magazines? That's actually an indicator of of quality businesses is if their magazines on the guest room are up to date. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to know about the up-to-date goings-on of Mermaid Camp? I mean, Jesus. I might visit it next time I'm in Florida. I'm coming. (laughs) I've already booked my place. (laughs) Let's just go be mermaids and flap around. (laughs) Hey, guys! Speaking of flopping around, Tom, you were in Greece, weren't you? I was. Just, uh... How does that have anything to do with Greece? I was kind of flopping around. Because he was flopping himself down on the beach. Doing nothing, get it? What in it with nothing on? Uh, there was well, no. You just flop yourself down and be lazy. Vacation, lazy flop. Do nothing. Get with oh, it. I, I thought you were talking about his penis. No, no, <laughs> not that again. <laughs> what is it with your obsession with Tom and his oh, crotch so, so, area? Sorry, Tom. Smooth area. I do apologize. That's fine. That's that's good. We're good. Um, we're good. I I, I just, was. I just. I just. It's just one of those things, you know, you just got to talk about it. That's it's fine. the elephant in the room. I mean, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's been mentioned. I think it's just you. I just like Tom. And his penis. Yeah. I was actually 500 meters away from a nudist beach, but I didn't go. Did you get out the binoculars? I, I was intrigued. He got out his periscope. Just because of... <laughs> <laughs> his microscope. It was just, you know, chill by the beach, by the pool. Play some games, read some books. That was it. What games are you afraid did you that, play? Are you afraid that if you'd have gone to the nudist beach, you'd have been the awkward dude with a boner? Yeah, apparently if you get a boner, you have to run into the sea and wait till it goes. Like, that's a rule? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure the, <laughs> As the a, general people who go to nudie beaches are generally old. They're usually so... old people, but, <laughs> but that is the rule. That is a genuine rule. <laughs> Like, does it say it on the board? Like, yeah. there's a dude with a huge erection yeah. running towards the ocean? <laughs> that really is on the <laughs> sign. That's on the sign, yeah. There are rules, and that's one of them. If you, It says if you get excited, you have to stand in the water until you're good, and then you can leave the water if you wish. But you cannot be walk, walking around. But what about if you immediately get out, see somebody naked, and then it happens again, and then you're stuck in a perpetual back in, loop? Right, back in. Where you, where you keep going onto the beach, getting a massive erection, <laughs> going in the sea, losing it, going back on the beach, seeing more boobies, getting a massive erection, going in the sea. How old are you, 12? <laughs> yeah. uh, pretty much. I mean, this podcast seems to bring out that side of me, so. I kept seeing loads of snakes, so I just stayed in the water all day. Uh, Eric, your first question you asked when you said it was near a nudist beach is if you've got binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you to talk? Yeah, well, at least I'm being more covert did than you, just. Did you say some boobies? Well, yeah, everybody likes them. Yeah, but what about if there is some dude near a nudist beach who's just stuck in the sea? Mm, that's, that's what I was saying. That's He'd be it. wrinkly as hell. Yeah. <laughs> they have to airlift him out. <laughs> Put on off. these emergency Y fronts. <laughs> no, then they just have a bunch of really fat dudes walk towards him and then <laughs> escort him out. <laughs> what, if he gets, what if he gets a porno when he sees that? Or his nan or something. 
Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, sir, we're going to have your grandma walk towards you now. <laughs> my, my Backwards. Eyes. My eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good time, though. I had a good what games did good. you play, Tom? I played and finished uh, Alone With You for the Vita. Is it worth finishing? Yes, definitely. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, good. I played uh, a couple of other Killzone Mercenary on Vita and a little bit of Child of Light. Um, okay. And that was about you- it on the Vita. What did you say? You didn't start Trails in the Sky? No. I wanted to, but I didn't. I didn't have my PSP with I'm me. I'm six, six hours into it. You can put it on the Vita. Uh, yeah, that's true. I forgot. The yeah, I'm about six hours into it, still in the prologue. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Is it still yeah, popping it, up with hints and stuff? Mm, no, it's still just classified as prologue. Well, that's a it's just lot. there's a lot of story, a lot of text, lots of reading, thinking. Tr- brain Trails work. of Cold Steel is very similar in terms of there's just a ton of um, dialogue that you just have to kind of get mm-hmm. through. But the it's actual- not that it's bad; it's really interesting dialogue. It's just yeah. there's a lot. <laughs> it's like a I won't play a game, not read a book. What is a school? <laughs> <laughs> it's like on them um, Skyrim and stuff. Does anybody ever read the books? Oh hell no! Man, no, I think I, I read open one all once. the books to see if I get a point. Are there books and, it, and stuff like lore in the in The Witcher as well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, God, man, that game's huge. It it is. It really is. Um, I finally finished it, but I think I've still got about fifty percent of the world to look at. You so. finished that game? Yeah. Fuck. I uh, got to the last mission, then stopped for six months, then finished the last mission. Wow. So you forgot everything. <laughs> yes, I forgot absolutely everything. <laughs> it's a good way to do it. So essentially, if I just loaded a game save at the very end and played the last mission, I'd remember as much as you do? Basically, yeah. Yeah, it seems fair. Hmm. Well, we are here this week playing something that I can't believe we haven't played in 112 episodes. It does seem mad. Yeah. Well, we've played definitely a lot of other games from this series, but we finally, through just random choice, chose to play through A Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo. Oh, Super. Ah, Super, Super. Nintendo. Super. That sounds like sick. <laughs> <laughs> Just the- <laughs> oh, sorry to sidetrack. Did you guys see the missed video that I put up? Did you? Yeah. I got an email notification that it was up. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, who's hacking into our YouTube account posting videos? <laughs> when How did you dumb do that, is it? Tom? It's dumb. We're so shit. We are so crap. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to watch that. It's just, I, I was struggling to find pro, like clips of us progressing because we were just like, <laughs> we just didn't know what to do. So I just put all I the think I'm most excited in. for the, the room with the door or the light switch that Dan and I got sidetracked with. Oh, yeah, that's in there. 
Oh, good. Did you keep my final countdown bit in? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh. Um, I was playing the light switches to the tune of the final countdown, Eric. So. I think I was making up a rave song as I was going through it, pretending I was Skrillex. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's really dumb. It's When I look back on us playing it, though, it's so hard to figure out what the hell's going on. And that's pretty much the whole... Well, which is why we're going to play the updated version with actual controls. Yeah, yeah. Not so, point and click, so... Yeah, check that out on YouTube, but sorry to deviate. It's only taken Tom, <laughs> Tom about three months to put it together. Yeah. I'd almost have <laughs> given up hope on it. We should do those again, just though. Those videos are fun. I like doing them. I just had, well, I, I just got a bit busy, but then I picked up some time to do it. I recorded my first half-hour playthrough for Banjo-Kazooie. Nobody else did. Aww. I'll replay it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so, back to our game for this week. Yes. The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Mm. Mm. 16-bit Zelda. <laughs> this is a game that you've never played, right, Dan? Correct. But, oh. bizarrely, I don't know how I've never played it. I played um, Link Between Worlds a few months ago. Yeah, so you're playing this backwards. Yeah, it's weird. Because they're very, 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 very similar. Well, yeah, because Link Between Worlds is a sequel. Yes, I knew. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. But it's it's like a sequel kind of with the same world. Well, yeah. So it's very similar, like... Most sequels have a different world. Most okay. sequels say number two. <laughs> <laughs> At this one, don't. So I was real confused. <laughs> I like American Tom. <laughs> I love American Tom. <laughs> he comes out every now and again. <laughs> Just so, so thick. <laughs> Tom, have you played this game before? Uh, no, I have not. Uh, amazingly, what? I I I what? <laughs> jammed on it. For hey, five that's minutes. my phrase. Get your own, huh? Better. Thus, eh? What? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Sound like a mating hyena. <laughs> what you say? <laughs> Bird, come and give me some of that love and haven't got my ear trumpet. <laughs> Can we talk about the fucking game? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm impressed that neither of you have played this. I jammed on it for five minutes in 1999, but I have not tried it. Ah, uh, the Eric Peterson way. No. Game shit. Play it for five minutes, decide the shit, <laughs> never touch it again. Yeah. <laughs> so easily the most iconic of the Zelda games, the 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 one that most yeah. everybody jumps back to as being the best in the series alongside Ocarina of Time. Feels um, like a clone. Traditional top down. Stalker. 
<laughs> it is. I mean, it takes a lot of its inspiration directly from that game. <laughs> they copied that their Landstalker. <laughs> Landstalker. Landstalker. Another Landstalker clone. Oh my gosh, a man! <laughs> <laughs> Or as Dan would say, ooh, a man. Ooh, a man. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. Tom, Tom's crotch. Oh, yeah. My crotch <laughs> is It's too bad that Jess isn't here, then, because she, I'm sure this is one of her favorites. Um, she guaranteed she would finish this game. I guess we'll find out next week if she's going to finish it. Do you think she'll so, be on? <laughs> no. <laughs> Jess is still part of the show, by the way. We're just not sure what happened to her. Kind of. <laughs> I guess. She's either volunteering, or moving house, or working, or teaching. Or getting divorced. Yes. Or uh, being stalked. Or, or lighting her truck on fire. Or dropping or rug or arrested. <laughs> dropping her keys down the toilet. <laughs> Forgot about that one. <laughs> Um, okay, so this game, Zelda, link to your link to the past. Uh, link to the bit to the what? Link to the bit to put your teeth in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, a, a link to B4. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, American Tom. <laughs> Would you care to narrate for us what happened? <laughs> uh, gee, I, I don't think so good on the spot like this. <laughs> I had to rescue Zelda at the beginning, but I don't know why. She was in a castle, and, and there were these wise men. That's, that's all I know. <laughs> they're a whole lot smarter than me yeah they're real wise I, I thought this guy once and he had a really sweet green outfit on with a silly hat it was confusing because I was green and the guards were green and, and the grass was green as well bushes were green, grass green a lot of my house ornaments were green I, just a lot of green on the screen those words rhyme had a hard time seeing where I'd gone. It's almost green. <laughs> so, as Tom so eloquently stated, uh, I really enjoyed how this game does a great job of setting a very dire tone at the beginning of the game with all the rain and just that uh, intense music at the beginning. It's nighttime. Link's heading out into this adventure, not necessarily because he wants to, but just simply because he feels the compulsion to. He's got that inner hero in him that just is driving him towards greatness yeah it's cool it kind of springs you straight into the action because as soon as you leave your house you just have to make your own way to the castle and the game is just i think you're in the first dungeon straight away right yeah i mean it's a mini dungeon which for as many times as i've played this i felt like an absolute moron for getting stuck where i did because you you walk into the castle and you're supposed to go downstairs and there's a Locked door in a treasure chest. The treasure chest has, I think, the boomerang in it mm. and nothing else. And I'm like, well, keys come from treasure chests, so I gotta go find another treasure chest. I just kept walking around and around and around until it finally dawned on me. Kill the fucking dude in the room and you'll get the key. Oh my god. 
I'm, I spent ages looking for that treasure chest, and then I'm like, oh, God, I'm an idiot. That's as far as I got when I first played it all those years ago, and I just switched it off. I, I don't know why. That was pretty dumb of me, because I'm really enjoying this game. And it's fantastic. Really it's really surprising for me, because I don't really enjoy a lot of Zelda games. See, I'm not loving it, oh. controversially. Ooh. I think the thing to note with this game over the other ones is that it is much more difficult. It really is. I think that's what put me off. Mm. I think in Link, Link's Awakening, I can get through it just standardly dying a couple times here and there. Um, Ocarina of Time isn't horribly difficult. It's harder because it's in 3D. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Link Between Worlds, I don't think I ever died. Um, this one, I've probably died 50 plus times. I think I have as well, and it's just... It's frustrating having to go through the levels again, but I, I mean, it's it's good though. I mean, I just think sometimes the the hit detection's a bit off when you're trying to hit people with yeah. the sword and things. It's, it's frustrating. It just takes some getting used to. Yeah, and also like when you well, ch- it, charge your attack, I I know it's just part of it, but you, you always have to stay facing the same direction, and I always feel like I'm. It, it takes a while to judge where you are in relation to the enemies and stuff. I feel like I'm being... Oh, like if the enemy's coming up behind you? Yeah. I feel like I'm being really careful, but still being punished for for a silly reason. But it's just old. And, uh, it also has the problem which Link Between Worlds had, where you get very, very, very few life hearts. Oh, yeah, they're very, yeah. very few and far between. Which is crazy, because you lose so much health when you get hit. <laughs> yeah. which kind of impresses upon you the importance of finding those extra heart pieces to increase your overall health yeah, yeah. I after the first sort of mini dungeon I spent a lot of time on the map finding some heart containers um, I should probably so do that yeah the game itself is is really interestingly structured where um, it gives you that first introductory, introductory tutorial dungeon where you go and rescue Zelda um, help her escape and then you end up in the the sanctuary where you get the rundown of here's what's happening um, you know we need to collect these three um, pendants so you have to go see this this I don't how do you pronounce that guy's name in all the years the old <sighs> sage guy Sarah Hashirala yeah <laughs> who wants to take spice. a stab at it Shahashrala. Um, how do you spell it? Look it up. Look it up. Let's let's take a stab at this. Link to the past. It is S A H A S R A H L A. Sahasrahala. Sahasrala. I think that's right. Let's go with that. Sahasrala. Sahasrala. Uh, he's just as. He's just this old dude hanging out in the eastern palace area. Tells you you have to collect these pendants, and then you know that'll allow you to challenge Ganon hmm. in the top of the palace. So before we go any further, how did everybody at least make it through these first three dungeons? Yes. Which is okay. Which is the third dungeon that you're talking about? Eastern Palace, Desert Palace, Tower of Hera. Oh, I'm up to the end of Tower of Hera. I just acquired the Master Sword. 
Where's that? Good lord, so you're not even in the dark world yet? No. Oh, man. What, how, you guys are poop sandwich at this. Where, how far are you, Dan? What, whereabouts do you get the master? I'm one dungeon ahead of you. Oh, is that uh, Hyrule Castle Tower? And no, the next one you go to the Lost Woods to get the sword. Oh, okay. So we really won't pl- talk about a whole lot of the game then. I'm halfway through the Dark World. What's the Dark World? Oh, no. So, <laughs> yeah, what's the Dark World? Spoilers. <laughs> uh, you've, you've got, the, this game, it, it's interesting because you have the Light World, you have the Dark World. The Dark World is the land of, of the, the fabled land where the Triforce resides, and there's been a link opened between them. Um, and they're trying to, you know, Ganon's trying to recapture the pieces of the Triforce to claim for himself. Um, after you beat the third palace, you can flip into the dark world using a mirror. And uh, actually, there's there's little portals that'll flip you into the dark world, and the mirror brings you back to the light world. But the dark world is where all of the eight main dungeons are. Uh, the first three are basically your introductory dungeons. Oh. So it's kind of like the mirror world from Link Between Worlds. It's exactly what it is. That's why I think that's why it's called the mirror world. Because uh, it's the exact same world, just mirrored. Mirror war is not backwards, though. Um, what did you guys think of the dungeons for what you've played so far compared to other Zelda games? Um, well, it's interesting. It's obviously not like the 3D ones or anything, but it is obviously very similar to Link Between Worlds, so I have that to compare it to. But um, they've been frustratingly difficult and reasonably interesting i guess i like them I, I, the one i can't which one it is you get the pendant of courage i think it's the eastern palace it's the one where you fight the, okay. ar- the armor knights i think that was a cool uh i think that was a cool boss i did not like the tower of hero boss oh which one was that again the weird snake thing yeah the weird snake where it, thing. Can, where it can knock you off the platforms and things that it's like oh, really yeah. difficult to hit. Yeah. He's, yeah. You have to hit his tail. I lost. Well, that was the same type of boss that was the first boss in Link's Awakening. All right. Okay. His name is Moldorm, I think. Mordor. Moldorm. More. Um, More. But in the tower, there, there's an item in the Tower of Hera, which is interesting because most of the the dungeons require you to get the master key yeah. to get the master chest to beat the boss and you need the item that you get in that level to beat the boss. Yeah. The Tower of Hera, you can completely miss that big chest because there's no item in it that you need to beat the boss. Yeah, I nearly um, missed it. but um... Which I did. Oh. So I got through the next part, went got the master sword, beat the Hyrule Castle Tower, which is stupidly long, and then got into the dark world and realized, well, shit. I'm a rabbit. I can't... I, I'm not human. So when you come into the Dark World, every all humans transform into animals unless they have this special power. And that special power is from the Moon Pearl that you get in the Tower of Hera. It allows you to retain your human form in the Dark World. And I forgot it, so I had to go climb all the way back up to Tower of Hera and get that stupid pearl. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I almost missed it as well, but I had a guide. For that one 
Uh, I think it's interesting, though, that you get the master key to open a chest on this one rather than the boss door. Doesn't the same Well, you still need it to open the boss door. door, Yeah, but it's usually just for the boss door, not for a chest. Uh, I see. Yeah, usually the chest in some of the other games is just a big chest that you can open. Yeah. I know um, Breath of the Wild is meant to kind of allude back to this game because they want it to be more open, because obviously you could explore these three dungeons in any order, really. Um, but it, they want Breath of the Wild to be more like that, so you can explore mm. rather than the linear path you've had through recent ones like Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword. It should be interesting. Yeah, and in the Dark World, they actually have a number on each of the seven or each of the eight dungeons that you have to go through. So you do have to go through those ones in an order. Okay. I don't. Th- I've never tried going in them in a different order, but they're specific. I might be on out. about the original Zelda. I'm not sure. The original Zelda, you can go through whatever you want, All whatever right, that's order. That's the one I want about them. I do apologize. I know nothing. What's interesting about this game, though, is there's so much side quest stuff to do that you can completely miss. Uh, mainly, there's extra items that you can get. You can upgrade your clothes. You can upgrade your, your weapons, um, your shield. So, for example, there is the cane of Burna. Um, there's a cape, a magic cape, that allows you to disappear and just walk through things without getting damaged. The cane of Burna makes you invincible and has like a spinning magic attack that goes around you that makes fighting one of the dun- one of the enemies in uh, the gargoyles domain much much easier. Like you can just turn that on, drain your health or drain your magic power, and beat the boss in no time without taking a hit. I found an uh, ice rod and a pair of flippers so far. Flippers. Yeah, you need the flippers <laughs> in order to advance into one of the next dungeons ah good job i got them but they're not very clear they're not very clear about how you get them you just kind of have to stumble upon it yeah it's just just exploring and trying to think about how you can use what you've just gained to explore the world have you guys stumbled upon any of the medallions yet like the quake medallion or the bombos medallion i don't think so no no medallion so they're they are these really powerful magic attacks that drain all of your magic power at once but kill almost all the enemies on screen sounds useful they become very useful they're super hard to find one of them in the dark world you walk over by the river and there's this animal there or there's a sign there that says there's an animal in the water that becomes really upset if you throw anything into the water so if you pick up a rock and throw it in animal comes out and gives you this medallion of course who who wouldn't know that yeah yeah but this game does introduce a lot of the key items from the Zelda franchise that are present in a lot of future games. I think this is the one where the hookshot makes its first appearance. Oh, the hookshot's always in it. The boomerang? Was that in the early ones? Well, yeah, but I don't think that... I think this is the first game that it was in. The boomerang's awesome. I always like the hook shots. I mean, I think it was Twilight Princess where you got dual hook shots, or was it Skyward Sword? Mm. That was pretty cool. Hmm. And you can swing between. This is also the first game. It's the the first game that Kakariko Village makes an appearance. Ah, okay. I remember that. From and that's always in all the other games. I wonder if these kind of things will be in Breath of the Wild. It seems like such a departure from everything that Zelda is, but it does look good. It could be an allusion to it, yeah. 
Mm. I, I know it's it's going to seem like a dumb question, but what's the uh, the green meter in the top left of the screen? Magic. It's your magic. Okay, because I didn't have any magic powder. I think I collected. Well, yeah, you have to I, find it or go buy it. I collected a, a few, and it and it it went. The meter went up, but I've not used it. Yeah, you can use your lantern to light pots. You didn't light any of the pots in the quake or in the. Uh, uh, oh, I guess yeah. Opening yeah, dungeon. Actually, only the ones I needed to in order to open doors and stuff. Yeah. I just wondered. Hmm. Dumb question answered. <laughs> no such thing as a dumb question. Just dumb people. <laughs> I think that's how it goes. Uh, I was reading something about this being one of the one of the only or the only game that you actually meet somebody else from Link's family. Who? Spoilers. His, it's his uncle at the beginning. Oh. Because yeah, none of the other Zelda he's games. He's usually all just by always by himself, isn't he? Yeah, he and I thought that was weird because now that I thought about it, it's just yeah. Does he die at the beginning? <laughs> What's that? Does his uncle die at the beginning? Yeah. Oh. Gives you a sword. Oh, yeah. Oh, did um. Doesn't seem particularly bothered. Yeah, he just looks like he sat there, kind yeah. of. Yeah, here you go. You do it. I can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna go put my feet up. <laughs> You've come this far. I told you to stay at home, but you're here now. I can't be asked. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. Um. Did you guys struggle finding the entrance to the Desert Palace? Um, the, the third dungeon. And how you needed to get in there? I think so, yeah. for a little bit. Because you come across these big stones, and when you click on them, it just has this random gibberish text. Oh, yeah, you have to go get the book. Oh, shelf, no. Which isn't apparent in the slightest. No, not at all. So, yeah, I cheated and used a guide for that bit. So I had to use a guide, too, because I had no idea. There's no indication that you have to do that whatsoever. There's a little red X on your map, Daniel. Is that? Well, and I think that's kind of a, a product of... Was there a, a red X on the map for that? I don't think there was. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say, I think that's kind of a product of the game, though, because we've become so accustomed to, like, go here, do this, go here, do this, go here, do this. Whereas this was an open-world Zelda game, and they wanted you to explore. They forced you to just explore the game mm. and, in the process, discover a lot of the other things that exist within yeah, it. Yeah, but exploring every nook and cranny to find a book, which you could quite easily miss because you have to charge attack the shelf to get the book to fall off, is yeah. not the best design. No, but it teaches you that your Pegasus boots can have an impact on the game. Once you realize, yes. But... What was tough was like when you're exploring and you get through quite a difficult screen and realize you took a wrong turning go back and the enemies have respawned oh that's the yeah, worst that's always frustrating. <laughs> well that's what happened to me in the hyrule castle tower so after you beat the three dungeons get the pendants you have to make your way up to the top of the tower mm. and i got all the way up to the top didn't have enough health and wanted to go back get some more bottles so i could fill them with fairies and come back up the whole way back down had to fight him and then the whole way back up had to fight him, everything again Oh, terrible. You probably and I died a up, lot in the process. Fortunately, I'm playing this through on the 3DS through the virtual console, and uh, they have save states on there, which I feel is like kind of cheating, but I mean, it's 
part of that version. I didn't want to cheat. I didn't want to use them, but I used them. I died that much. I just started using them because. Hmm. I mean, I died about ten times in the Tower of Hera. Are there any Zelda games where um, it doesn't start beeping every time you have one heart left? Oh, it's so annoying. Oh, it's so irritating. <laughs> well, doesn't this one start beeping when you have three? It's either two or three. It depends on how many hearts you yeah, have. It's relative, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's so annoying because there's no hearts to collect. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Which is why it's important to get all of the to get all those bottles as soon as you can. Oh, yeah. I um when I was playing through it, Eric, I actually turned down the sound because I had one health left. It was just listening <laughs> to the podcast from the other day. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> that sounds awful. It was. It was horrendous. No, yeah. but you can still hear in the uh, background. Beep beep. So you guys really haven't even dug into the meat of this game yet. No, not yet. Ugh. I thought you guys were going to be farther. Did you say... Did you die on any of the bosses? Up till now? Yes, the Uh, snake thing. Just the snake. I don't... I don't remember what the first three bosses are. I know I died to some of the bosses in the Dark World. Oh, okay. I kind of surprised myself. Like the magic one, the the guy that drops his cloak. Um, then oh, there's one that you have to hit with a yeah. hammer. <laughs> there's one you have to hit with a hammer to break his break his face shield. I died to him a couple times. Hit him in the face with a hammer. Get that cloak off, boy. <laughs> Let me see what you got under there. <laughs> Did you guys find the pictures of Mario? Pictures of Mario. Did you guys find the pictures of Mario in Kakariko Village? No. Yeah, there's portraits of Mario, and you can actually grab them and pull on them, and rupees come oh. out. It's Kakariro. What? Kakariko. It's Kaka. Yeah, Kakariko. I always thought it was Karakiro. <laughs> is that you? It's Kakariko. Your... No, I couldn't be bothered to read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely Kakariko. Okay. Um, it's a bit like mm-hmm. in uh, Ocarina of Time when you're outside Hyrule Castle, you can see through the windows and see um, Nintendo Mario sixty four. What? Yeah, there's an Easter egg. Yeah. You can see a painting of um, Mario 64 when you look through the windows of Hyrule Castle. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's a neat little fact for you there, Eric. Hmm. <laughs> Do you guys, did you uh, know that Ganondorf actually has a last name thanks to this game? Is it Gerald? Higgins. Archibald. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Keith. Johnson. His last name is actually, uh, as listed in the instruction manual, Dragmire. Ooh. I don't like it. Mm. Don't like it. I it's, prefer I prefer Johnson. I don't like it. No. Don't like it. <laughs> so Ganondorf, I'm going to try Richard on Johnson. I'm going to try on this playthrough to see if I can activate the Chris Houlihan room. Have you guys heard of that? Yes. It's one of the most notorious additional rooms in a game. Uh, in the 90s, Nintendo held a conference, or not a conference, a contest um, to have your name coded into a Zelda game. And this guy, Chris Houlihan, won. And apparently, I was reading about this room, and it was designed to be a room as a failsafe, where if Link went through a door and the game couldn't discern where he was supposed to go, it would just default him to this room instead of crashing the game. <laughs> 
but there's very specifically there's very specific ways to get to the room and one of them involves like running from the shrine down to the blacksmiths in a certain amount of time and just dropping into a hole at just the right time oh i love stuff like that yeah really interesting and all it is is a room filled with rupees and a wall on the back box that says something like um my name is chris houlihan this is my secret don't tell anybody it is cool though nice yeah Oh, the contest was you had to take a picture of Warmech, the boss, in Final Fantasy and send it in, and they just randomly drew one person to win that prize. Is that from the first Final Fantasy? I would guess... I can't imagine that it would be, no, because the first Final Fantasy was early early 80s. Okay. Maybe three? I don't know. Yeah, I would imagine it's three. I don't think I've ever played Final Fantasy 1. It's so good. It's like the class-based one, right? With like white mage and no. stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fighter, black mage, red mage, yeah. thief. This is, yeah. So I was looking through some of the other things that this, is, this game is the first for. It's the first game to have the hookshot, the ocarina, the bottles, the master sword, the mirror shield, tunics, and pieces of heart. So all of these staples that we just consider to be part of the Zelda franchise were initially introduced in this game. Did you say Pegasus shoes? No, not Pegasus shoes. No. What did you say? I didn't hear you say the what what the what you had on. The hook shot. Oh. The ocarina, the bottles, master sword, mirror, shield, and tunics. Tunics. Tunic. <laughs> Can you change the colours on this one the same as Ocarina of Time? Uh, I don't remember. It's been so long since I've played this. Oh. Well, I'm Final really... Fantasy Seven style, where you can change the color of the menu windows. Oh yeah, I'm really enjoying it though. Like I, it reminds me a bit of uh, Link's Awakening, which is my favorite Zelda game. Yeah, you and me both. Mm. So I'm having a good time. Well, we'll have to. And once you guys get into the actual meat of it, dig a little further into it. This is just kind of a uh, a teaser. Teaser. Of our thoughts. Te- teaser of our thoughts. Uh, hopefully Jess will be back. Um, awesome. Anything else you guys want to share about your initial impressions? Uh, I'm just surprised because I, I kind of went into this a bit negative. But I'm pleasant. I've been pleasantly surprised. I'm like I just kept playing it, and I was supposed to only play an hour or two the other day, and I just continued playing like into the night. And I haven't done that with an old classic for a while, so it hasn't gripped me yet, to be honest. But I'm hoping it will. Yeah, yeah. It's never really been one of my favorite Zelda games. I prefer the the handheld ones, you know, Minish Cap and Link's Awakening more than this yeah um it's still great because i have such fond memories of it i i really hadn't played a whole lot of zelda games but one of my one of my friends in grade school had this and i remember going over to his house like i vividly remember going to his house and him loading this up and just the the epicness of the music and the the brightness of the colors and all of that just gripping me so i have really fond memories of playing through this game it's just not one of my favorites 
It's too green. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, hopefully next week we'll be able to wrap up on it. Um, Guys, I don't think we have any emails this week. Bust. Because it's really really only been four days since our last show. Ah, Dark Cloud. Believe... Believe that. So Dan and I wrapped up our thoughts on Dark Cloud 2. Cool. Dark Chronicle. Mm, Dark Cloud. You guys loved it, I I take it. I loved it. I didn't love finishing it. Uh, It's one of those things. If that... When you're really enjoying it, you want it to end. To be fair, he still has the optional dungeon if he wants to go do that, so... I don't have time to do 50 levels. Yeah, you do. At 25, 30 minutes apiece. Yeah, you do. Boy, you will make the time. It's like another 20 hours of dungeon. Get on with it. <laughs> All right, I bet. Um, so next week, hopefully, if we get a chance, my sister's getting married this Saturday, so depending on my state of being... Oh, congratulations! Prepare yourself for an incoming onslaught of messages Saturday. Yeah, oh, God, I cannot wait because you know it's going to happen. Uh, so we'll try to finish up Link to the Past uh, with much more insightful thought. Um, then I think we're going to go on and do some Castlevania. Oh yeah, and then Silent Hill Two. Oh no, <laughs> you started it, haven't you, Dan? I have. I got my copy in the post. <laughs> Never before have I dreaded a game coming in the post. <laughs> <laughs> I usually wait with bated breath, and then I went down to get the post, and it came quicker than expected. <laughs> Good. Oh, oh shit! So I got uh, to, I got I through the first it. section. I was brave, and then I got into the first location, pussied out, and turned it off. <laughs> so. It may take a while. I think you owe it to the show and our listeners to finish this. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> no, you're not. You turned it off like a like a wuss. I am a wuss. I hate it. Oh. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I think he good. That's the best it. way to have it. <laughs> I did enjoy bashing weird things as heads in with a stick, though. That was fun. Oh, sweet. I'm still looking for it. On the PS3. Well, you could just order it online. Get a copy on eBay. I go for like twelve pound. Oh, I can only find it. Oh yeah, okay. I can find it for fifteen. I'm sure I can spare the three pounds. I thought your mom was bringing it uh, next weekend. She's bloody well not. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, because she'd have All to right, bring. Now I'm purposely leave this here and piss off Tom. <laughs> Eric's buying mine for me if I finish it. So. Oh, nice. That's a good deal. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But if he doesn't finish it, he has to pay me double. <laughs> nah, that wasn't in the agreement. That's a real... Ah, oh, Jesus. Well, it is now. I amended it. Well, That's... I'm amending it to tell you to fuck off. Woo! Oh, deal. <laughs> uh, Daniel. Good luck. Hello. How are you? No. <laughs> no. We... Not this time. I am fine. How are you? We're going to find you on the Twitter. You can find me on the Twitter at Frosted Sloth. Yamas. Good evening. Hi. How are you? No. I'm great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> We're going to find you on the Twitter. You can find me at Hyperjelly. Mm, 
Very good. Eric. You can find me at Honest Pizza the Show. Oh, what? <laughs> I was going to ask you. You ruined it. Yeah. Just ruined what? Just do one. Just do one. <laughs> yeah, you can find the show where, Eric? I don't remember. You interrupted me and I forgot. Uh, you can find the show at Sealed Factory. <laughs> at Twathor. Facebook. The old Facebook at factories. Facebook. <laughs> We're just a fucking mess. <laughs> We've been drinking today. We do apologize. <laughs> Factoryseal.com slash Facebook for our page or join the group. There's a lot of fun action going on there. Uh, send us emails too. We need more emails. We miss them. We like emails. Yeah. Guys, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you for making time in your evening to join me. No, no bother, youngin. No okay. <laughs> that's going to do it. See you next week. See Bye, ya. guys. Bye, guys. Take Bye. care. Bye. 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 Okay, shut up. <laughs> Bye. Bye.